so what do you think about my new shirt? I love your new shirt. Craig has been um, <laughs> very into collecting metal shirts. I don't know. I've just been really into metal music in general lately, but specifically like 90s death metal, 80s death metal, and black metal. So, nice. But the shirt I'm wearing is in a entombed shirt which is a swedish death metal band from like the 80s and it's a left hand path shirt and if you're an entombed fan you know that um the singer for this band unfortunately passed away like two weeks ago or something r.i.p but they make great music i've been listening to it lately Oh, when the pandemic is over, we're going to have a corpse paint party, and everyone's invited. <laughs> so, if you're hearing this, um, our address is... Wow. It's what? Friday the 13th, part five, a new beginnings anniversary today. Oh, we actually watched that last night, which we broke our little rule about not watching the next installment until we record a podcast of the installment we're really overdue on reviewing because last week was a long one but we are back and we're gonna be reviewing part four but first is there any other like little tidbits you want to mention um we've been watching some funny things recently mm mm-hmm. What what we watched? The Howling Three. We watched The Howling Part Three. If you're not aware, and I'm really not even aware, <laughs> but the Howling franchise is a werewolf franchise. I've never seen parts one or two, but let me tell you about part three. It's <laughs> crazy. There's fucking. It takes place in Australia. That down under as they say <laughs> and it follows a band of aboriginal indigenous marsupial, marsupial werewolf so there are aboriginal werewolves who there's this one scene where one of them is like protecting this main group mm-hmm. of the main group you follow of werewolves and he like calls to this werewolf god and paints his skin red and white and then the werewolf transformation he turns into like a werewolf with the red and white paint on whoa it's pretty crazy and then he fucks up this band of like people who are trying to hunt the werewolves yeah i did not i was working so i was like kind of i would just catch like glimpses of the movie and, like, one of them was the woman had, like, the main character, I guess, like, had, like, a little fuzzy pouch. And she Ew. gave birth to, like, a little baby werewolf marsupial type thing. And it was, like, literally the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. It was seen. disgusting. Oh, my God. It looked like someone... <laughs> it looked like someone shaved, like pubes that had grown to be like 18 inches in length they like shaved someone's pubes that were that long they were blonde and just threw them on a pile of like latex and vaseline Ugh. 
And the, That's like, the what the effects The way like. it stretched was just like... Oh, yeah, the skin pouch. Is, uh, the, yeah, lots of fingering the skin pouch that I, I wasn't too stoked on, but... Ew. The, and the movie was really funny, too. There was there were some scenes towards the end where it just got absurd. Mm-hmm. And there were, like, people falling in love with werewolf creatures, making babies with them, like, left and right. It was crazy. Damn. And um, speaking of gross, we saw The Dentist. <laughs> the Dentist. Which, like, literally... Was probably, I don't know why I was, like, I was so fucking grossed out by that movie. Like, yeah. every every scene was disgusting. <laughs> There's just something too real and um, unsettling about your dentist, like, killing you via your mouth. Yeah. Oh, God. But that was good. Same director as um, Society. Brian Usna. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Society, also a very gross fucking movie. More but, gross. Yeah, movie. definitely more gross, but... More effects, anyways, yeah. in Society. We watched Verotica. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you guys don't know about Verotica, get on that shit. Dude. That shit's on Shudder. It's a Shudder original. Guess who directed Verotica. Glenn motherfucking Danzig. Glenn Danzig of the Misfits, Samhain. I think it's actually pronounced Sewin or something. Samhain. <laughs> S- Samhain. And Danzig. Y'all. Mother, tell your children not to walk my way. This movie <laughs> is fucking bananas. Like, literally, it's so terrible. bad it's, it's terrible so bad. it's like, like it's an anthology of sorts um and the common thread is that it's all just so so bad but <laughs> it's a terrible movie we watched all of it though yeah it was fun though <laughs> like i'll say this we watched all of verotica without looking at our phones from start to finish <laughs> We watched it all and could give you a synopsis right now without any any preparation. It was entertaining in the way that, like, watching a sci-fi original, like, sci-fi channel original is. It's like watching Sharknado or something. Yeah, you're just like, this is terrible. Um, But I did, like, there's some interesting gore stuff, like, the first opening scene like we see this like woman's like eyeballs get gouged out which was kind of cool yeah that's pretty much the peak i just think (laughs) it could have been so cool because like the worst that could happen is that there's like a shitty movie but the music is pretty cool because like danzig apparently did all the music but there was only one song where i could hear danzig's voice Mm. they had other vocalists and i'm like what the fuck? Like, just play some, like, Danzig tracks. Run with We also watched um, The New Blood. New Beginning. 
Oh yeah, we watched. What's the new? Bl- Why am I thinking? New, of Blood, the new Blood is a um, installment in the Friday the Thirteenth franchise, but oh. that's Part Seven. Oh. We watched Friday the Thirteenth Part Five: A New Beginning. Yep. Which follows the movie we're talking about today. Which Friday, is Friday the Thirteenth. Part, Part four, the, the final, final chapter. chapter. We've seen it a few times, yeah. honestly, in a pretty short, within a year, we've seen it like three or four yeah, times. Yeah, I would say four times. <laughs> it's really good, yeah. which we'll get into shortly, but we wanted to watch, we've just been itching to watch part five because we haven't ever seen it, mm-hmm. and we know it's supposed to be divisive, so... That'll yeah. be the next one we do. But. Yeah, and we're very excited to review that one. Um, As an introduction to this movie, I think you should just listen to this uh, clip of the film critic Roger Ebert talking about this movie upon its release. Yeah, real great. Uh, Jason, you can't hear him, you can't see him, you hardly even breathe. He's the latest word in leading men from the geniuses of Paramount Pictures. You get the idea. Friday the 13th, the final chapter, is 90 minutes of teenagers being strangled, stabbed, impaled, chopped up, and mutilated. That's all this movie is. It's just mindless, bloody violence. And just think of the message this film offers to its teenage audience. The world is a totally evil place, this movie says. It'll kill you. It doesn't matter what your dreams and hopes and ambitions are. It doesn't matter if you have a new boyfriend or a new girlfriend or you've got plans for the future. You can forget those plans because you're going to wind up dead. There is literally nothing else in this movie and the sickest thing is this isn't the final chapter that's just an advertising gimmick the ending clearly sets up a sequel and what i want to know is i wonder if they're going to be heartless and cynical enough to make the sequel because why not they've already taken the bucket to the cesspool four times for the sludge i think the people who made this who made this movie ought to be ashamed of themselves and that's what i think Gene. Yeah. And I- <laughs> so mr ebert they did, in fact, make... They were... They did have the gall to make a sequel. In fact... And we watched them both <laughs> over the weekend. Basically back to back. And now we're reviewing it on this podcast. And let me just say... Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. I mean, honestly, like... What are your thoughts about his thoughts? I mean, it's just like... Obviously, like, horror movies and slashers in particular aren't everyone's cup of tea, but I feel like, I I want to get back to my thoughts in a second, but I was surprised that they also thought that part one was trash. Yeah, they, they like, thought all of them were trash. Yeah. They because, go on later to mention that part one because, was trash. Yeah, because trash. I feel like if you were looking at part one critically, you could, like, find interesting themes about it like yeah it's still like teens being hacked up but like i don't know it's like it tries to have some semblance of like meaning a plot or meaning <laughs> with the mother having a motive and mm-hmm. such so this movie came out in 1984 yeah 1984 so i guess by those standards maybe people were a little bit more they didn't know how how to take these movies. Yeah. They didn't... It wasn't yet understood in the zeitgeist, I think, that it was okay to like a horror movie yeah. for, on merits other than, like, 
the filmmaking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you can... There's different reasons for liking different things. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people, like, talking about death and murder and that sort of stuff, it's, like, taboo and, like, not in the norm. And it's weird to like this stuff. But it's sort of, like, I don't know, like, sort of what draws me to horror is just kind of, like, my own fear about, like, life and stuff. And it's, like, the same thing with, like, being drawn to, like, true crime or something where you just, like, ingest all of this, like, kind of, like, these crazy stories and this crazy, like, content and this horrific content. And you kind of, it's, like, it makes you think about, like, humanity and sort of, like, it gives you permission to, like, be okay about, like, thinking about, death or like being anxious about it and stuff but it's also like something that's like it doesn't make it like uh, I don't know it's like you watch these movies and you see this like crazy gore and stuff and it takes something like that is like a very serious fear like which is like being murdered <laughs> like being murdered brutally like and horrifically um and it makes your fears like manageable yeah, it's sort of just like, oh, well, this is, like, outrageous and shit. I don't know. Yeah, like, I, think, I think these movies help me, or, like, horror movies in general, help me compartmentalize different fears, maybe. Because mm. you can't, like, live your life in constant fear of a serial killer, yeah. deranged serial killer, because it's probably not going to happen to you. Mm -hmm. But it is, like, a fear that a lot of people have of, like a crazy killer murdering you or something. It helps you, like, think about it in a different way. Yeah. It takes your fear and it makes it fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I like horror movies because they're, like, a, it's counterculture. Mm-hmm. And I think there has to be these people, like, Roger Ebert, that or think it's trash and what the youth have no taste and look at what the youth are doing. It's like, it's supposed to be that way. I think yeah. things like metal and punk and horror movies and like even art in general is, it's not supposed to be always accepted by not mainstream society yeah. or something. Yeah. Usually doesn't, catch on until yeah. later i don't know i feel like it's such a boring take to just like write off horror movies as being like ugh, it's just like mindless bloody hacking whatever it's like okay well you're not like really thinking very deeply about like i mean i guess like because we have this podcast we're thinking even deeper about it but it's sort of just like i don't know like you can Every film has something to offer, I think. I mean, I find value in movies that people consider dog shit all the time, like The Howling 3. <laughs> there were some parts that I will remember yeah. and like have takeaways from. I think... Yeah, I mean, you can like anything as long as you look at it under your lens. Mm -hmm. So you take it how you want it that's how i've always approached movies and art 
and music and stuff. So, like, to me, the Friday the 13th movies are one way. Other people see them another way. Like, it's just like if you get it, you like it. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't, you don't get it. I don't know. My, my parents or somebody, they wouldn't get this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's almost like blasphemous or evil or something. But I just don't even see it like that at yeah. all. Part four is, like, legit shit. Like, it is scary. The kills are fucking sick. Like, they're brutal. Um, Because Tom Savini is back for this one. So he really levels up. Um, If you remember from our uh, Friday 13th, the first one podcast episode, you mentioned that Tom Savini did the effects makeup for that movie. Well he does it again for part four and then i don't think he returns to the franchise outside of these two movies but pretty badass shit um let's meet our cast of teens if you will tommy jarvis played by Corey feldman Mm -hmm. as a like eight-year-old kid what he's like a child seems a little bit too young maybe 11 Trish. He makes for the masks he makes. Yeah, he's, <laughs> I don't know if he's eight. He is a um, practical effects enthusiast and makes lots of crazy masks and puppets. He's almost as good as Tom Savini. Then we have his sister Trish, then their mom Tracy, then we have Rob Dyer, who's like this hiker hunter guy. That is Trish's, like, love interest. Um, there is the group of rambunctious teens. So we have Sarah, who's um, the virgin of the group. <laughs> we have Doug, who's Sarah's boyfriend. We have um, Jimmy, who is Crispin Glover of, <laughs> of Charlie's Angels slash Wilbur slash I think he was in Like Mike. He like plays like a creepo, like a pale creepo in movies, but he looks every, good in this one. Every group has their Crispin Glovers. <laughs> Dude, Crispin is good in this movie. He's really good. So then we have Samantha. Um we have Tina, who's a twin. <laughs> twin one. Yeah. Terry is twin two. There's Ted, who is a pervy goofball. There is Paul, who is Samantha's boyfriend, who wants to hook up with a twin two. Um, there's, um, (laughs) there's Axel, who is a morgue worker, who is also a perv. Then we have Nurse Robbie Morgan, who has a thing with <laughs> Axel. <laughs> um, then we have a hitchhiker who's into bananas. And then we have our boy Jason Voorhees, played by Ted White in this film. That hitchhiker is the least developed character I think I've ever seen <laughs> in a Friday the 13th movie. It's she like... Just... She She's literally. <laughs> does she even say anything? 
I think she just fl- she has a sign. She's like hippie, and she's like hitchhiking with a sign. Yeah, and is eating a banana, but I don't think she. And ever then I think says she like anything. flicks off. She flicks off the car because the group of teens like passes by her and they like say don't pick her up. Rude. Yeah, they said like Ted says rude shit to her and she's like fuck you and then. Let's glaze on through the synopsis. <laughs> glaze on through to the other side. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. So. Mother. <laughs> <laughs> Do your best, mother. Mother. The night after the events of Higgins Haven, um, there is just a swarm of policemen and ambulances cleaning up the aftermath. Um, and we see a motionless Jason covered with a sheet implying that our boy Jason was killed. And then um, he gets taken to the hospital where we meet a like, kind of scummy morgue worker named Axel, and his whole shtick was he is literally eating, like, a cream cheese bagel, and he, like, puts it on top of Jason's covered-up body, like, dead body. And And we know where that's been. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then he makes, like, a pervy comment about one of the deceased teenage girls' bodies. He's just like, yeah, like, she's hot. Yeah, he brings it up, too. He's like, yeah, she's a real looker or something. And then he's like, well, she was. And he's like, no, she still is. She still looks good. I was looking at her. <laughs> <That's> like, <laughs> and we're all like... She's dead. <laughs> as the audience, like, wow. <laughs> Necromantic. Yeah, disgusting. So... While him and uh, nurse Robbie Morgan, <laughs> Morgan, <laughs> for some reason they have a thing, even though she's like, she's like actually hot, and he's like, he's just like a dude. But for some reason they have a thing, and they start like hooking up, um, like next to Jason's like corpse. While, while watching a workout. Oh, yeah. There's like an aerobic video. aerobic porn situation going on. Booty shaking. Like, uh, it was like five women in a, in like 80s aerobic wear. I think like, it was just a workout video that he was just like getting it off I know, to. but they were like touching their butts together. Yeah, I mean, it was the 80s. Yeah. So they're hooking up and then Jason's hand... Falls out of, like, the covering or whatever that he has. And he touches the nurse and she, like, freaks out. And then he's, like, Axel's, like, annoyed. So she just leaves and Axel's chilling watching this aerobics video. Oh, she left? Guess it got to jerk it. Yeah. Oh, well, he, like, puts Jason... It's like, I got to jerk it to that sexy dead body over there. Ew. (laughs) I hate him. Um, he puts Jason's body in, like, one of those, like, refrigerator drawers or whatever. 
and Jason on ice. Yeah. <laughs> they need to have an ice show with Jason in it. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I would see that. I'd play hockey against Jason. Oh my god. That would be I didn't even like when I made that joke, I didn't even put that together that he has a <laughs> hockey mask. That's okay. I me and Craig are open to produce Jason on ice, if anyone. Yeah. Ballerina Jason. <laughs> Please email us at fbgp at gmail.com. Don't steal our idea. We'll sue. We will sue. This is we our official lawyers. NFT <laughs> submission. We know lawyers. We do. Um, where were we? Oh, so... He's watching this video, and um, all of a sudden, from behind him, Jason pulls up with a hacksaw. Mm-hmm. And it's begins, like a bone saw. Yeah, begins, um, you know, sawing off his head until he just flips it 180 degrees around to the back of, like... He it, throws that head in a circle. Yeah. Um crazy scene crazy death uh we hear crunches going on the full monty if you will i like that he didn't just slit his throat as we've seen a hundred times he also (laughs) twisted his head off (laughs) just completely um cool looking so then, um, nurse Robbie Morgan <laughs> is like in a, I guess it's like a prescription room or something. And she hears what she thinks is Axel. Um, and she's just like, I want to be left alone. And then Jason grabs her and like hoists her up and basically takes a knife and stabs like along her abdomen um with like a pocket knife right? yeah gutting her so uh rip for her second death of the movie so basically it's a new day probably the day after the events of uh these morgue killings and we meet um this group of teenagers um, who are just driving to, like, go to a lake house to just, like, fully fuck. Um, so it's Paul, his girlfriend Samantha, Sarah, her boyfriend Doug, Jimmy, Crispin Glover, who is Jimmy, um, and Ted. So Jimmy and Ted are, like, the incels of the group. (laughs) Um, and their house is next door to the Jarvises, so we have Trish who's, like, kind of around their age, um, her, oh, he's 12, 12-year-old brother, Timmy, Tommy, oh my god, Timmy, <laughs> Timmy, Timmy and Tommy, Timmy and Darwin, <laughs> Timmy and Tommy, um, of Animal Crossing, <laughs> yeah, fame, <laughs> um, and their dog, Gordon, <laughs> Also, I'd like to point out that in Friday the 13th Part 2, there is a character named Mark Jarvis, who is, if you remember, in a wheelchair, gets a machete to the face from Jason and falls down, rolls down a set of stairs that's, like, super long, 
apparently his last name is Jarvis, and I'm like, mm. cousin. If I'm you like, know. if you're in this small town in New Jersey, I feel like you know all the Jarvises. Mm-hmm. So they must be related, even though no mention of Mark yeah. in this movie. Yeah. We just get right into the Trish and Tommy show. <laughs> yeah. So, um, there's like, you know, they, the teens are settling in, all hooking up and shit. Um, we get a great scene of Tommy kind of like accidentally peeping on this couple, like about to have sex. And he's just like, holy fuck. He, like, freaks out in his bedroom. Yeah. And, but then his mom comes in and he, like, has to pretend he's asleep. And then I think she, like, covers the window. So he's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but Tommy will see boobs. So he... Yay. <laughs> so yay for him. This 12-year-old kid gets to see some tits. So... Yay. <laughs> he... So him and Trish, um... Well, first these teens... Um, the group of teens go to the lake and they start skinny dipping, um, when they meet these like twins, (laughs) like hot twins and they skinny dip first, I think. And then it becomes like this thing. And then, um, this scene just reminds me of like, we've been watching a lot of Bachelor and Love Island, and I just feel like these twins appearing is such a Bachelor movie. Oh my god, it's Like, guess like... what? There's twins. And then when these twins appear in Friday the 13th Part 4, all of the men who are, like, coupled up, oh if you god. will, they're like, ooh, twins. <laughs> Friday the 13th, Love Island. <laughs> Love Island. Yeah, basically, like, yeah, I would imagine it's exactly what, um, what happened when Rebecca showed up, um, and all of the boys were into Rebecca, and Shawnee's, and the Luke T and Rebecca love triangle that happened for, like, one episode, but Luke T ended up picking Shawnee's, so... All is well with the world. Too bad Jason had to come in and ruin all their fun. I know, right? Jason, Jason's only killing because he can't get coupled up with anyone. Coupled up. Um, so, (laughs) where are we? Okay, so Trish and Tommy happen upon this scene and they're like, yo, Trish, like, you should come to this party slash skinny dip. And she's like. She says something, like, when they ask her to skinny dip, and she's like, I think I'm a bit overdressed. And I was like... Come take a swim! I was like, Trish. So lame. (laughs) And then she's like, okay, Tommy, like, get let's get the fuck out of here. And he's like, no! (laughs) She's like, nah. Okay, Tommy, pick your chin up off the floor. (laughs) (laughs) We got shit to do. Come fix my car. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so when they're driving back to the house, their car breaks down, um, and that is when they're helped by a man named Rob Dyer, who we find out later on in the movie is related to Sandra Dyer of Friday the 13th Part 2 fame, the 17-year-old actress, and she was like coupled up with 
she was like in a couple the hat wearing hippie yeah guy um who smiles yeah and they got impaled by a what's it called spear spear some sort of spear shish kebab yeah they got shish kebab so um yeah, yeah. so he's out hunting jason or as he initially conveys it hunting bears <laughs> he's bear hunting mm-hmm. which if you didn't know jason is a bear <laughs> confirmed <laughs> confirmed in multiple movies that jason is bear like yeah jason's a bear <laughs> period <laughs> <laughs> but he's hunting for jason in the woods and he's got like newspaper clippings that say jason killed a bunch of people and it's mm-hmm. got a artist rendering of jason and it just looks like a toe with some hair on it <laughs> so the drawing is like a big toe with some Dude. hair on it <laughs> yeah He's like, that's the one drawing he has to, like, look for Jason. Mind you, Jason doesn't look anything like that in this movie. He doesn't. When you eventually see his face. Jason looks different in every And he's wearing a mask, so, like, I don't know what this artist rendering is going to help him. Like, just look for the person killing all the teens, and maybe you'll know the guy. They also should have fucking drawn him with a hockey mask on. They should have been like, look out for this, like, seven-foot-tall hockey well, mask wearing... I think what the newspaper clippings might have been from, because they might have shown up in another movie, was the initial drowning, mm. you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, when he was a child. But... We digress. He has them with him, like, he's, <laughs> yeah. like, using this artist rendering to find a, a killer. Yeah. So, another thing that I thought was really funny was when um the car breaks down the older sister like Trish looks so much older than Tommy. Yeah. Tommy's like half Trish's size <laughs> and looks like a baby. And she's like, Tommy, go fix the car. <laughs> I'm like, this kid's not even old enough to drive. I've been driving since I was fifteen. I couldn't if my car just stopped working on the highway or on the road, I just, I couldn't go fix it. Like, just identify the problem. This Tommy kid, he's like a twerp. He can't even see over, like, he (laughs) He can't even see into the car. Like, why are you expecting him to know how to fix a car just because he's a male? Yeah. (laughs) Very weird. But he knows, I I guess he's a tinkerer. Maybe he's that's said, why yeah, because he, I, I don't know, it seems like Tommy is a gifted kid. This Rob dude fixes the car, because Tommy actually can't fix it. So, um, they take Rob back to the house, um, where he meets the mom, and then Tommy shows him, like, all of the different monster masks that he makes and then uh rob is like okay bye and trish is like simping (laughs) for this dude she's like yeah if you ever want to like come back for like food or like a shower or whatever to touch my boobs yeah uh and he's like yeah okay and tommy's Um, like will you fix more stuff with me yeah, he's from <laughs> classic. My favorite fucking story that you always tell from 
your childhood is uh, Craig has an older sister, and I feel like the age difference is probably pretty similar, like yeah. <laughs> between you and Megan and Tommy and Trish. Like seven years. And, um, you know, Megan would bring like home guys. Like, <laughs> she would, as my mom calls it, she would take them to the courting room. <laughs> Where she would court these fellows. <laughs> <laughs> but Craig always thought when he was little that these guys were coming to hang out with him. I just thought anyone who came in my house was a friend. <laughs> <laughs> of Craig. So he'd be like, God, Megan, leave us alone. <laughs> well, I just thought Megan, she was always like, seemingly pulling uh her boyfriend or date at the time away from what he really wanted to do which is like shoot basketball with me (laughs) or play video games with me and to be honest like these 16 year old dudes probably did want to do that more (laughs) than Than, like make out with your sister yeah Uh, (laughs) sure greg (laughs) Later that night, um, the teens begin their partying with, um, a, you know, they're drinking, they're dancing around, um, fucking Crispin Glover puts on this, like, song. I don't even know what the song was, but it was, like, super poppy and, like, fun. I it was, like, a rockin' It was rockin', but it was, like, 80s rock like it was like like i don't know but um we watched like a behind the scenes like thingy in our scream factory blu-ray collection friday the 13th series thing we watched a bonus feature and apparently crispin glover would like do this bit where he would just like dance like, really fucking, ra- like, crazy. Like, he literally moves his entire body at once. I and think that was his dance move. That was his thing, but they would say, like, he would go to clubs, like, in the 80s and do this bit. Like, that was, like, his thing that he would do. <laughs> but and see, I just, what like, I'm... love that it's memorialized on film. <laughs> um. Anyways, when the clubs reopen, we will be doing the Crispin <laughs> In the we'll clerks. be crisping. We be crisping out here. Um, so then you know, like they change the music to more slow, dancey vibes, and then they're drinking more. Um, Samantha and Paul, like who are a couple, so like Paul starts kind of like having eyes for one of the twins. I don't remember which one. It honestly does not matter. They look exactly alike. So They also wear the same outfit. Yeah, they wear the same outfit. Um, so one of the twins Paul has his eye on. And Samantha definitely picks up on that because she's like, I'm going to go swim in the lake. And then... Hoping that he follows her. Yeah, and he like doesn't because he's dumb. So um, she... She's skinny dips. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. naked. So, and I do think that we do see her boobs. Mm-hmm. So, um, she's swimming in the lake, and then there's, like, a little boat 
and she goes, she lays there for a while, and then suddenly our boy Jason um, stabs her from underneath the raft through the back, like through the stomach and back, and she just screams and dies in the boat. So, tough stuff for our girls. Tough stuff. You know, it's like your boyfriend just is, like, being a total scumbag and you just want to, like, angrily skinny dip in peace and then your shit gets ruined. Well, she thought that um, she heard something and that it was him coming for her. Oh, yeah. It was just that bear Jason. The bear. (laughs) (laughs) He also, Jason is not afraid of water. Jason's kryptonite is not water. Yeah. He loves that water. Yeah, because he like, does use it. I mean, like... Jason is like Alan Jackson on the Chattahoochee. Yeah. I guess Jason's kryptonite is just, like, people dressing up, like... People fucking. No, that wouldn't be <laughs> his kryptonite. If you near him, he's, like, triggered. Well, that's, like, his trigger, but his kryptonite, aka something that causes his demise, would be <laughs> if... <laughs> someone pretended to be either himself or his mom (laughs) (laughs) which we'll get into later so going back um paul uh a little too late um goes outside to look for her um and he stumbles upon her she he like jumps in the water and sees that she's dead in the boat so on his way back He's, like, approaching the dock, and uh, Jason takes a harpoon gun, literally stabs fucking Paul in the groin, (laughs) lifts him up, and also shoots the harpoon gun, although we don't see it really do much else, but, like, I mean, super, super tough stuff for Paul. Or Love Island, anything could happen. (laughs) (laughs) Check out our Love Island spinoff podcast (laughs) coming soon. Let's start a podcast where we just, like, write and act out, just the two of us, a Love Island slasher. That would be cool. Alright, don't steal our ideas. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You pesky listeners. Yeah, this is... (laughs) Copyright, <laughs> copyright, copyright. We know lawyers. Okay. This is like the second Get thing. Get him, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> My dad. My dad met a lawyer once. My dad. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the twins um, gets bored because no one's interested in her. Because, like... Dude, I even think that, like, fucking Crispin Glover says, like, something like, I get the ugly twin. They literally look the same. I'm just, like, they are both hot. They're beautiful women, so. Haley, they're, I understand you, but there's always an uglier one. But, like, (laughs) what? I don't understand. not Not that I have ever met twins. I actually know a lot of twins. I don't know any twins, Objectively, one of them's got to be uglier, right? So, he's got... Yeah. He's got a point. I would... (laughs) Dude, I could not be a twin. Honestly, they have mental stamina. Because it's like... 
you got like your own insecurities, but then it's also like you ha- you're you've got to have in the back of your mind because everyone knows this universal truth that like there's a like more attractive twin. It's not necessarily that like you're in a twin, one of you is ugly and one of them is not. It's just like I don't know. If I, don't I was a twin, it. I would get like a face tattoo or something. Would you? I think my insecurity would be that I would just never be known outside of being a twin. Yeah. So I'd have to differentiate myself. Yeah. Dude, watch us get a twin. Watch us have twins. Watch us get a twin. Watch us get twins. How much do (laughs) twins cost? So Terry um, tries to leave the party early, but before she can, um, Jason grabs her... We see, like, the lightning strike. Oh, it's, like, raining, of course. Because Always raining. Friday the 13th. So, you think they were in, like, Florida or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the 4 p.m. thunderstorm. Yeah. Um, so we see, like, a lightning strike, and we see the, sh- the shadow of her being stabbed with a spear. And then we see her, like, slammed against the cabin. So when that happens, um, Mrs. Jarvis comes home and for some reason I don't know why Trish and Tommy were out but their mom beats them home and she's like oh the power's out what the hell and then she like looks around the cabin looks outside um and she has an off-screen death where she just sees Jason, presumably, and screams, and that's, that's Mrs. Jarvis, so rip to Mrs. Their Jarvis. their mother died, and she didn't even get a cool kill. Yeah, it's sad. So, the woman this is, like, the first... The woman who gave birth to Tommy Jarvis? Yeah. The, to- the legendary Tommy? The ledge. <laughs> this is, like, the first, besides, like, obviously Pamela. Oh, well, never mind. There's, like, older people that die as well. Yeah, can't, you can't forget about Crazy Ralph like that. Yeah. And Edna, <laughs> who was actually 24, but <laughs> <laughs> she was playing, like, a 58-year-old. Um, so... Trish and Tommy arrive home and realize that their mom is missing. So Trish goes to search for her and finds Rob's campsite. And this is when it's revealed that Rob is actually there to hunt for Jason. Um, Jason's like, when you think about Jason's uh, main enemies or like people who know about Jason and are, like, actively against Jason, they're, like, obsessed with Jason. Mm-hmm. People become obsessed with Jason and, like, getting him, like, killing him. Jason needs to wear, like, the t-shirt that says, I love my haters. <laughs> Jason needs to get one of those, like, DGK shirts that says, like, all my haters love me or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's true. Because it's, like... This guy is, like, in the woods for days, it seems like, just camping. Like, he's just, like, living off of the land, trying to find Jason. <laughs> well, it's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's funny. Haters are my motivators. <laughs> I wonder, like, what Jason thinks about while he's on the toilet. 
does he read? Jimmy, who is Crispin Glover, um, and <laughs> one of the twins have just had intercourse. Um, Coitus. And I think it is important to note that um, Jimmy has been being, he's been bullied by his friend Ted. Who is an incel. Who's literally an incel, and he's been calling Jimmy a dead fuck. It was in the car ride to the camp. Yeah. Or the cabin. Mm-hmm. When Ted was calling him a dead fuck over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ted tries to hook up with either of the twins. Uh, and they both reject him, obviously. Of course. So, you know. And Crispin has the great dance moves. Yeah. And He's got, I mean, you know, he honestly... Re- he was the cutest guy at the party. He's the most fuckable guy. He's there. the most fuckable guy. Like, I'm sorry, Paul. No. <laughs> Doug. No. Ted keeps saying, "Give Teddy Bear a hug." Yeah, no. Teddy. Ted is. Why don't you come give Teddy Bear a hug? And he like grabs one of the twins <laughs> and like fucking tries Forces to kiss a it. smooch. Yeah, disgusting. Goodbye. Crispin? And he keeps watching vintage porn. Yeah, no, he's gross. So not not because he watches vintage porn, but Disgusting. because he's, he's a rapey son of a bitch. So, anyways, Jimmy's Jimmy and Tina is the twin. Also, both the twins have T names, which is funny. And Tommy and Trish. <gasps> what does it mean? Oh my gosh. Wow, this film is deeper than that fucking film critic said. So Jimmy, after sex, goes downstairs to get a bottle of wine. And he's like, where's the corkscrew? And Jason literally stabs him in the hand with the corkscrew. And then hits him in the face with a meat cleaver. Um, So... Yeah, he passes away <laughs> from <he>? that. <laughs> um, he's pretty... like, he's like, where's the, where did I put that corkscrew? He says it like three times to really make it obvious. Mm-hmm. It's like, where did I put that corkscrew? I know that corkscrew is somewhere around here. <laughs> if only I had that corkscrew. And then Jason's like, Bleak! here you go, ah! here you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jason's like. Here's, you can have mine. <laughs> <laughs> Jason's like, here, Crispin, take my corkscrew. I'm not using it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Tina um looks out. She has the twin, twin um, ESP or some shit. Because she can sense something's weird. So she looks out the window and she notices that both the twins have bikes. And she sees that both bikes are still there. Even though her sister apparently left like a few hours ago. And all of a sudden, Jason is outside of the second story window. And he reaches in, grabs Tina, and hurls her out of the window onto the car where she dies. She just, like, dies, like, by being thrown out of a window um, in slow motion. So, 
pretty cool. There's a lot of slow motion falling out or jumping out of windows in this movie with Tina, Trish does it, and the fucking dog Gordon does it too. Gordon jumps out of a window oh, yeah. in slow motion. Don't know what happens to Gordon, but he jumps out of the window, so I think he escapes. Our boy Ted is just vibing high, watching vintage porn, <laughs> um, and and mumbling to himself. Yeah, um, and he gets close to the projector screen because when he when he's walking towards the projector, he's like doing the teddy bear thing again. He's like, "Give teddy bear a kiss." <laughs> he's like touching the like projected image of a black and white like burlesque show mm-hmm. workers boobs he's like yeah. oh, give teddy bear a kiss <laughs> so dumb and, and then <laughs> everyone else has like already gotten laid and died at this yeah, point and Ted is basically. just like Ted's like give me anything and then Jason's like He stabs Ted, so Ted is, like, leaning kind of against the projector, or the, um, screen, and Jason stabs him from behind in the back of the head, and he falls, so he splits the screen. It's pretty cool. Um. Yeah, the knife, he, he stabs him in the back of the head through the projector screen, and then dies and falls down and I guess Jason let go of the knife and he's pulling the knife that's lodged into his brain down onto the projector screen Mm -hmm. shredding it yeah tough stuff for Ted um so then we get our final couple um Doug and Sarah kind of a little bit thought that Sarah might survive just because she is sort of like virginal whatever, but then, um, they have sex, so they're, like, in the shower, and, um, she, like, goes to go blow dry her hair and, like, chill, and then Doug is, like, singing, and, oh my god, this is so funny, so Doug's singing in the shower, and then Jason goes into the bathroom, and then he's, like, Hey, Sarah, want to sing a duet? (laughs) And Jason's probably, like, blushing (laughs) under the mask. Jason fucking, it's like one of those showers that has, um, like, glass panels. A glass sliding door. Like a glass sliding door. Um, so Jason just, like, through the door, like, grabs his head and just, like, crushes his head. Against the tile, which was, like, fucking crazy looking. Yeah, he he fucking breaks his fist through the glass and shoves him against the wall. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And the whole time you just watch his face, like, impact on itself. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, pretty, that's good uh, practical effects. That's a really good one. What's mm-hmm. his name? Tom Savini? No, the character that dies. <laughs> Doug. 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 So, Sarah um, goes back into the bathroom, finds Doug's body, 
obviously freaks the fuck out. She runs around. She tries to exit the house to the front door, but it's, like, weirdly locked. And then suddenly Jason, like, he, like, axes her in the chest with an axe. um, And she falls uh, backwards and dies. So, rip to Sarah. Trish and Rob um, start to kind of, like, get worried because they know that Jason's on the loose. And they go to the neighbor's house to investigate, and they see that all of the teens have died. (laughs) Um, They have passed away. (laughs) So they, like, I don't even, I think Jason discovers them there and, like, chases them through the house. And I know that they end up in the basement, and that's where Rob, so, like, Jason's in the basement, and Rob, like, goes down to, like, go kill him, basically, but obviously is overpowered by Jason, um, and Jason takes, like, a pipe of some sort. Oh, wait sort. a second. So, there's a big plot point that we haven't covered yet. So, which house gets the power? They both do. He, But there's a scene where you see his hand remove the... Oh, that's the Jarvis's house. That's so, okay, so their Jarvis's house is out of power. They can't call anybody. Mm-hmm. And then they go... I thought they were going to the neighbors to, like, get help. Yeah. Because the, or use the phone or something because yeah. the power was out at their house. Probably, yeah. And that's why they go into the basement, maybe, yeah. to check on the breakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Jason kills Rob. Yeah. That would make sense. I don't remember exactly when this happened, but before Trish and Rob reunited, like, at his campsite, Jason stopped at Rob's campsite when he was, like, kind of away, and he, like, broke his gun and shit. Oh, yeah. So. And, like, ripped up his magazine or something. Yeah, so they they know that he's out there. Um, anyways... They're in the basement. Rob is getting hacked to death, screaming, he's killing me, he's killing me. Help, he's killing me. That's what I would say. (laughs) Haley, he's killing me. I'd be like, bye. (laughs) Well, like, he was like, run. Peace out, sucker. He's like, run, Trish. I mean, like, what would, I I don't even know what I could do. Be like, Haley, make it stop. He's killing me. Oh my god, I would be like, um, Jason, stop. (laughs) Um, cute smile, back away slowly. (laughs) So, Trish is, like, trying to escape. When she goes to escape, Crispin Glover's body is, um, crucified to the door. Yeah, as a little, like, beaded curtain entrance Mm -hmm. to the door. Um, it's like Crispin Glover is just like hanging. You gotta push him aside to get in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is when she she just goes upstairs. I think is this. I think this is when she jumps out of the window. Mm-hmm. So she like Jason gets her like literally like end of the line dead end. But there's this window. So then she 
jumps through slow motion whenever like lands on this like dirt patch and she's just like lying there for a second and Jason's like looking at her um and then he's like okay I'm gonna like go downstairs and I'm gonna go finish the job yeah and she gets up um we see Jason rip through fucking Crispin Glover's body like the hands he grabs so Crispin Glover is hanging by nails through his hands on the door so his feet aren't touching the ground so obviously there's only a little bit of skin between keeping him up in the air so jason just like walks up to him where he's hung it like and a funny thing about jason is that every time he kills someone he like makes them into little like installation art pieces like he like he'll like place them around uh alter like a shrine to his mother or he'll Mm -hmm. um put them in closets or like stab them to walls and yeah he like likes to play with the dead bodies so he hangs crispin glover by his hands in the doorway but then he's like fuck i like put this in my way like Mm -hmm. (laughs) i need to leave this door he's like fuck i put crispin glover here so he grabs this crispin glover corpse by the shoulders and just shoves him down and it you see the nails rip through his hands and his body falls to so gross and i'm just like jason you didn't have to hang him there my dude (laughs) very inconvenient (laughs) she so trish and tommy um barricade the house but jason i think he okay there's a few nods to previous to previous stuff which is he throws rob's body through the window but he also grabs tommy through the window at one point but they get like he gets or he jumps at tommy but tommy runs he through the window through the window grabs tommy like literally the same the same oh yeah and then she hits him with a hammer Mm -hmm. she hits jason with the hammer while he's holding on to tommy and then Mm -hmm. he lets go of tommy yeah and they run upstairs um and barricade themselves in tommy's room um where jason breaks down the door basically and well he they close the door lock the door and then put like an armoire in front of the door jason's knocking on the door fucking <laughs> twisting on the doorknob like knock knock <laughs> the way i do when Haley's taking too long in the bathroom and i have to poop <laughs> so he fucking busts through the door and then just quickly pushes the armoire away and then breaks in easily. And the whole time they're just watching him do this. Yeah. And then I think Trish, like, hits him in the head. Trish gets a lot of, like, I will say, like... Does she hit him in the head with a TV? And then he falls oh, to the Oh, yeah, ground? that's it, that's it. Yeah. Um, she gets a lot of good hits in at Jason. She shoves a CRT TV over his head and it Mm -hmm. like explodes on his head and then he falls back passed out and then he's like in the entryway to this bedroom just lying on the ground maybe dead maybe passed out Mm -hmm. they aren't sure so they kind of like creep by him and formulate a plan while he's on the ground 
to where she's going to make a run for it or something, and he's going to wait there, and she's going to get help or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Um, but she, as she's, like, walking by, Jason grabs the axe that's, like, lying next to him and swings, but he misses her narrowly. And then chases her through the house and... So what happens is uh, Jason swings the axe. She starts running. Tommy is afraid he's going to kill her. Jason is going to kill Trish. So Tommy screams out, Trish! And then Jason starts looking at Tommy, who's to Jason's left, and Trish is to his right. And then Trish is like, Tommy, no! Go go back inside! Yeah. And then Jason's, like, confused and, like, does a quick turn to the right to look at Trish. And he's just, like, turning back and forth between the two of them. It's pretty funny. And he's like, I'll pick the girl, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's like, fuck it, I'll go with the girl. Like, Tommy, do your thing. (laughs) Go off, King. (laughs) Um... So they, you know, do another little chasey chase, and eventually she's, like, got a machete. So she's, like, swinging at him and all that fun shit, and she hits him right uh, in between the ring and middle finger. Splits, like, half his hand in half. Yeah, so she's swinging the machete... And I guess Jason, as a defense mechanism, is, like, holding up his hands in front of his face to block her, like, attacks. And she just, like, slices down onto his uh, hand, cutting it in half. And you see his hand for a little bit, and it's kind of, like, purple-gray, like, Mm -hmm. undead-looking. Like, it kind of looks like a zombie hand, but... It's like Jason's fucking ogre hand, and he's got long black fingernails and mm-hmm. shit. He's gross. Yeah, he's very gross and in this movie. he gets sliced and then kind of, like, looks at her through his slit hand, and he's, like, doing the Spock sign. <laughs> Live long and prosper. <laughs> um, And, you know, they struggle for a bit. But eventually, he pins her down, and he's, like, choking her. And then, meanwhile, Tommy is, like, oh, maybe that was when... I feel like she goes back and forth to the other house, like, at least three times. But that's too many. Like, it's it's fine. Okay. So... While she, while they're, she's getting, like, strangled or whatever, or fighting or struggling with Jason, Tommy is looking at a news cl- newspaper clipping of Jason as a child, um, and he is shaving his head to, like, match and doing his, like, makeup to, like, match what Jason looked like as a kid. Um, and then... He goes downstairs and he goes, "Hey Jason." "Hey Jason." And this he looks so goofy. Funny and He's got goofy. cut off shorts. He's bald but with like a little bit of stringy hair. He's like a little kid. "Hey Jason." 
The cutoff shorts. The shorts are so short. It's just like he looks so nerdy. It's so funny. Um, and then Jason's like, her? And he just like walks toward him. So that's like another. I mean, like when I said earlier, like Jason's. <sighs> Jason's kryptonite is just, like, people pretending to be, like, him or his mom, and Tommy was pretending to be him. Jason's just gullible as fuck. Like, yeah. anytime you pretend, he just has to believe it. He's so dumb. <laughs> He's just like, Jason, I'm you, and Jason's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, obviously that's not you, Jason. Like, do you have no conception of your own ego? Like, <laughs> And he's approaching Tommy... And he gets, like, pretty close to Tommy, and then Trish, from behind, smacks the mask off of his face. With the machete. With the machete. And we see, like, his face is so fucking... Disfigured and fucked at this point. And also, it's important to note that while it does look somewhat similar to the design from the previous movie friday 13th part three it looks different yeah it's like it's a matter of days it's like, like the, bl- the blood t- yeah the bloody axe mark is there but his face looks com- there's it's different he does not look like sloth from the goonies he yeah. looks like it's not the a same zombie weird creature so from parts one, two, three, and four. Jason looks completely different every single time. Um, and this is my favorite Jason so far, honestly. Yeah. Um, you mean the way like the actor is, or the look? Both. Same. Same. Um, so he's looking, and then um, Tommy jams the machete into his head, and Jason falls, and then. Yeah, I think he's kind of, like, distracted when his mask gets knocked mm-hmm. off, and that gives Tommy an opportunity to hack his face. Yeah. And he, Jason falls to the ground, and as his face is landing to the ground, the machete is still lodged into his face, and the handle of the machete hits the ground first, and then the gravity of the face <laughs> against the machete on the ground slides Jason's face down the length of the machete and his eye like twitches mm-hmm. and it's like slicing deeper into his skull. It's so it's gross. It's so <laughs> gross. Um we got to see an extended version of that scene because of our like Blu-ray features. Mhm. It was really fucked up. Yeah. Super nasty. Um and then Trish and Tommy embrace, but Tommy notices that Jason's hand starts moving, and he te- he grabs a machete and he just like stabs him over and over. He he's like hacking him to death, and he's just like die, 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 die. Um, and Trish is like Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> She's like screaming. She's like, Tommy. She's like, let him live. I know, like, so weird. I'd be like, yeah, kill him, kill him, kill him. Um, One more time. <laughs> um, let me get a turn. We go 
straight to the hospital and Trish is like, you know, being evaluated and she's like, yo, where's my brother or whatever. And they're like, you know, he has suffered a traumatic event, uh, so he's reacting accordingly. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, you can see him, I guess. And so they, like, she, like, goes in and, like, they have, like, what I think is, like, a pretty normal interaction. They just, like, hug, basically. But then um, the camera, like, is on a close-up of Tommy's face and he looks dead in the camera and then like it freeze frames and he has this like look that's he he, like like, opens his eyes wide yeah like menacingly potentially which yeah exactly craig's making the the exact face that we're talking about right now he is making and then that's the end (laughs) this face (laughs) That's Jason's face. <laughs> so that is the end of the. I mean, that's the end of the whole series. Just, yeah, so that is the final just chapter. <laughs> the final so chapter. We've been of... reading this book and spinning this tale that is Friday the Thirteenth, but as all tales come to an end, this one does too. And, and this is the final chapter. Yeah, so... Just kidding. There's <laughs> eight more movies. <laughs> yeah, there, there's never... It's never done. So, um, I don't know. Want to go straight into the kills? Kills breakdown? There is 14 total kills, including Damn. including Jason. Um, Most of the series... Yes, the most we have so far. I think they just go up. Each movie has more kills, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Axel, um, the mor- or morgue worker, gets a hacksaw to the throat and his neck twisted all the way off. Nurse Robbie Morgan gets gutted with a scalpel. Um... The Hitchhiker, which we sort of mentioned earlier, but didn't go deeply into her, um, like, her story. But basically, like, the teens, like, pass by this hippie and, like, don't pick her up. And she, uh, gets stabbed through the throat while eating a banana and she, like, squeezes the banana, like, super hard. Like, and it, like, explodes, basically. Um, then we got Samantha, who was stabbed through the back in a boat after skinny dipping. We have Paul, who was stabbed in the groin with a, um, spear gun. That's what that's called. Yeah. We get Terry, one of the twins, who was stabbed with a spear we got Mrs. Jarvis, who dies off screen, um, and there is an alternate ending where Trish, um, in a dream sequence, sees her mother's body, um, in a bathtub, uh, like, her dead body in a bathtub, and then, like, her eyes, like, open, and it's, like, completely white, but they just, like, were, like, we don't really want to end the movie in another fucking 
dream sequence like the other three movies before it so we're just gonna like cut this I guess um but that would have been cool to see because her death is so unimpressive um then we got Jimmy with the corkscrew through the hand and then the axe to the face we got Tina who was thrown Mm -hmm. through a window (laughs) Ted stabbed in the head through a projector screen Doug, head crush in the shower. Sarah, axe in the chest. Rob, killed by a body. Yeah, it's like something gets stabbed in his head. He just like kind of like dies like in a dark place and then his body's thrown through the window. Well, also like I think Jason was like hacking at him while he was screaming. Yeah. He's killing me. Like I think... Jason was facing him. He was facing Jason. Jason was, like, slashing his chest or something. Mm. And then he killed him by stabbing him in the head. And then our boy Jason Voorhees. uh, Final kill. Killed by Tommy with a machete. First through the head. And then just over and over again. Um, So, yeah. Those are all the kills. What was your... What was your favorite kill? I feel like I have to give Jason number one because it's fucking Jason. It's the final chapter. He's the most important character and he dies. But he kind of like dies in every movie. Yeah, in a way he does. But this is definitely the best Jason quote unquote death that we have seen. Yeah, the special effect is really cool. It's really cool. I think that's my favorite followed by Doug followed by um paul i will have the same number one as you because you got to give our boy jason the number one spot and it was like i mean they really like saved the best for last it was like this crazy head with like mechanics that were moving and stuff like it was a really good um practical effects and also jason's face is actually scary this time as opposed to last time where it was just funny yeah he's actually scary to look at his face Mm -hmm. um my second is gonna be um jimmy aka crispin with the because it was kind of like a funny kill but also like good effects as well (laughs) because he's like where's the corkscrew and then gets the corkscrew through the hand and then acts through the face and in our behind the scenes watch um we see that it actually was so a lot of these like kills like the way they would do these would be like they would start with like so he gets like um acts in the face with like a a meat cleaver or whatever and so like they designed like the meat cleaver to be like around his face and like put the blood around it and stuff and filmed him reacting to being cleaved in the face and then pulled out the like pulled it out so they're shooting it like backwards and then they reverse it so I like that I'm glad that we watched that a uh, little behind the scenes thing because I just like love uh, movie magic like that. So that was definitely my second one. Um, I would say followed by Doug. Uh, 
and I would also just Ooh. like to give a shout out to um the hitchhiker who the character is has like no speaking lines basically and doesn't matter at all but the knife going through the neck and the banana squeeze is funny yeah this it's a classic tom savini's like move is to have things being pierced through the skin i think the like prosthetic neck it must be a hard thing to do so he probably likes to do it a lot or mm-hmm. like he likes to show off his skills by yeah. making a convincing through the chest or through the neck stab. Definitely my favorite one that we've seen to date. Um, like so far that we've reviewed. Like I would say this is like we get very good hockey Jason hockey mask Jason action. Peak peak Jason. Um, the, uh, the best Jason we've seen so far. He's like sort of corpse vibes, sort of just like giant silent man. Um, and the character, like, I feel like we see, I like that we like travel to like a hospital. We like go to this like cabin, like the the Jarvis's live in and then also like this house right next to it with these like rowdy teens. I did like all of the like teen characters. Like I felt like um there's some like they're like definitely weird and they're not like obviously like fully fully developed characters, but like I don't know, I like like Crispin Glover and the twins and Sarah I mean, Doug is kind of forgettable, but, um, yeah, and I liked the Jarvis family. Um, I really liked that the, like, final two were, like, a brother and sister, um, and, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I really love this movie. I think it's, it's great. It's, like, fun. It's silly at times. The gore is legit, um... And yeah, that's my, those are my thoughts. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think that this is the best movie so far, which I think is um, a feat that (laughs) this movie franchise goes from like, I would say up to this point, it just gets better every installment, which is pretty crazy, like each movie is better than the previous one. I mean, I might move some around, but, Mm. like, for the most part, I think if you watched one to four in order, Mm -hmm. you would be like, wow, each one is better than the last one. (laughs) Well, I slightly disagree with you because I don't, like, I didn't really love two, but, like, I would say, like, I liked one better than two, but same I mean you know yeah same idea I really like two though but we know this um (laughs) four has good characters in Tommy Jarvis and Jason but I don't like most of the I mean they're just not explored yeah enough but I don't like the teens 
that much. There, I wish they had more like character development. There's no Jennies. Yeah. None of the characters grab me as much as Mark. Or like. I don't know. There's there's less moments. Yeah. There's no biker gang vibe. Yeah. The characters aren't as memorable to me in this one. Um, so that that might be one of the only uh, negatives I have though is that the characters aren't as memorable, and the final girl isn't as memorable. Mm. But I like Tommy Jarvis as a character. I think he's like my favorite non-Jason character from the franchise. Yeah, Craig fucking loves Tommy Jarvis. Yeah, <laughs> Tommy Jarvis is cool as fuck. <laughs> I like Corey Feldman as an actor. Yeah. I like Ted White's portrayal of Jason. I think he's my favorite Jason portrayal, at least the, so far. Um, and granted, I haven't seen every Jason portrayal. Mm-hmm. But he does a really good job, and this is the only Friday the 13th movie where he plays Jason. And I think this one is actually scary, whereas... I don't know if I would consider all of the other ones scary. Yeah. Maybe yeah. the first one and this one are scary mm-hmm. in tone. Mm-hmm. Mostly. Because there's less funny moments, right? Like, yeah. Part three is kind of like 80s campy. Yeah. To the extreme, like mm-hmm. big budget 3D movie. And this one's more serious, maybe. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it just does the most right out of all of the movies we've seen so far, but some of the other movies have more standout moments, like in cinematography or storytelling. Um, you know, there's great kills from all of the movies. Overall, I think this is like doing pretty good, like by Friday the 13th standards so far you know Mm. so i think that where this movie excels is in the special effects makeup the gore from tom savini of course the atmosphere jason's portrayal and the kills but that kind of goes along with the gore and just the fact that it is going for, like, a more, I don't want to say original, but the introduction of Tommy Jarvis is, like, important to the series. Mm-hmm. It, it tries to do its own thing with bringing in that character, who is then in the next two movies yeah. as well. Yeah. The second most recur- recurring character besides Jason. Yeah. Yeah. And Pamela. So third, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, man. Um, So what do you want to do... What rating system do you want to do for this one? Why don't we do... um, Out of... A... Hundred and three strands of hair left on Tommy Jarvis's bald head at the end of Friday the 13th Part 4, the final chapter. Okay, a hundred three. Okay, yeah, I like that. Okay, for reasons of, 
all of the shit that we just talked about. I would give this out of 103 strands of hair on Tommy Jarvis's head. I would give this um, probably like 90. 90 strands of hair? Yeah. That's a lot of those strands of hair that he has mm-hmm. left on his head at the end of Friday the 13th well, Part I, 4, the final I do chapter. Lo- I do love this movie. It's definitely my favorite that we've seen so far. Um, as y'all know. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a... I mean, I always give these movies a high rating because I like, I like all of them. So. Same. Um, well, besides part two. But I mean, I did like it, but I just didn't give that one that high of a rating. But what about you? So, out of 103 strands left on Tommy Jarvis's bald head at the end of Friday the 13th Part 4, the final chapter... I would give this movie, I want to give it 90 to 90 as well. So <laughs> 90 plus 2. <laughs> so I want to give this 90 plus 2 <laughs> strands of Tommy Jarvis's hair left on his bald head at the end of Friday the 13th part 4, the final chapter, out of 103. <laughs> <laughs> so I also really like this movie. Friday 13th part 4 the final chapter is definitely I would say a highlight of the series and up until this point I think we could agree that it's the best movie in the franchise yeah out of the four that we've watched um if I were going to recommend someone if they were going to just watch one Friday the 13th movie mm-hmm to get if they're like recommend me a Friday the 13th movie that encapsulates the entire series it would be this one yeah and it's funny because it's called the final chapter but really <laughs> it's just like the middle of the series yeah basically <laughs> yeah. We're, at, we're at the slightly less than halfway point like depending on where you cut off <laughs> <laughs> depending on where your cutoff is if your cutoff is at Jason takes Manhattan, then you're at the halfway. <laughs> if your cutoff is Freddy versus Jason, you're a little bit less. Then. Yeah. So, yeah. Fuck yeah. Friday the 13th, final chapter. Yay. So, the next movie that we're going to be reviewing is um, Friday the 13th, um, A New Beginning. So, you know. We had the final chapter. Now we're going to start fresh with a new beginning. And will Jason be in this rendition? Will Tommy Jarvis be? <laughs> will this continue the streak of increasingly better movies in this franchise? Or will it fall flat as a one-off <laughs> experiment? <laughs> as a one-off experiment that went nowhere and was quickly forgotten about and retconned in the part six only time will tell follow us on instagram mpgp underscore podcast as well as we're on apple Podcasts, spotify youtube um google Podcasts. so please follow 
subscribe, rate us, you know, all that fun shit. Um, and yeah, thank you so much again for listening and we love you. Bye.